Welcome to the Cold Brew Podcast. I am Dave Gasper, joined as always by Matt Carroll. We are the editors at ReviewingBrew.com. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at DGasper24. Matt is at MKEMatt13. And here we are. We have made it as we talked last time. The next time we record, pitchers and catchers will have reported. And we have reached February 16th. And pitchers, brewers, pitchers, and catchers have reported. That is the extent of the good news. (laughs) Yep. That is it. We have no more good news after that. Pitchers and catchers have reported to camp. Matt, that's that 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 that's about it. Yep. Um, Yeah, I guess that maybe there were a couple other little twinkles in there, Um, but they were pretty well overshadowed today on a day where we're getting blasted by snow again by the way so like everything yeah. today apparently is just garbage um, and apparently apparently the city of madison decides hey we don't need to send out snow plows during the day to plow the main roads we mm-hmm. can just leave that for later and leave the roads completely unplowed as everyone's trying to drive home genius i had to drive main roads unplowed going up the hill, i can't get any traction because you got three inches of snow that no one bothered to plow not even once like this isn't even a side street. This is a main road. Nothing. What are we doing here? Mm. We could yeah. ask the same question to the Milwaukee Brewers. What are we doing here? Uh, so now we're into the the bad news uh, section of the podcast. And before we get to this, <laughs> I need this. I need this today because it's just. Accidentally, a little, little bit of beer popped off onto my computer from <laughs> opening it up. Got it. Got it. Got to wash that up. <sighs> yeah, I need that popped open. Um, you may have noticed this episode was marked explicit um, for, for explicit content. And we are about to enter the explicit portion uh, of the podcast. So if there are young ears listening or any ears that, that you don't want uh, listening to the explicit portion or if you don't want to listen to the explicit portion um this is your moment we'll give you a few seconds here before we get into it um so here is your your final warning for the explicit content we'll be back next week (laughs) all right what the fuck are the brewers doing (laughs) they have taken corbin burns to arbitration they won they won the case corbin burns will be paid 10.01 million dollars this next season and we wrote i wrote back in january when that when they decided to file at the two arbitration numbers uh that it was a bad idea and that it was a lose-lose situation it was a game of chicken that they could not win even if they won the even if they won the hearing they'd still lose and sure enough they won the hearing and they still lost corbin burns shows up at burr's spring training shows up for pitchers and catchers report and immediately the media finds him because you know he's a Cy Young winning ace and he just lost an arbitration hearing so let's hear what he has to say and boy did he have a lot to say Mm -hmm. Uh, and none of it was good he's talking about just talking about the hearing as a whole uh, how disappointing it is and just oh you, you you learn your true value to the organization. You, you think you spend seven years in an organization, five years with the major league club, you know, doing all this stuff. 
winning a Cy Young, helping the team make the playoffs all these years. And you'd think you'd have certain value, but it turns out, no, they don't. And the and he said the relationship has been damaged. His relationship with the Brewers is damaged. Congratulations, Brewers. You saved $740,000, and you've irreparably damaged your relationship with your Cy Young winning ace, who you still have two years of control over. Good job, you fucking morons. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah, when so the first tweet that popped up about this came from Todd Rosiak of the Journal Sentinel. Um, and that quote, you learn your true value in the organization, is what he quoted in the text for it. And I think we all looked at that and went, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, we knew, because it was then it was about a minute and a half video that went along with it. And that's where, you know, the quote was included. And he started kind of elaborating a little bit. And I was almost scared to click on it at first because I saw that. And, and you knew just based off of that that it wasn't going to be good. And you start to watch it, and it kind of gets a little bit worse and worse. It starts with him just talking about the, you know, the process in general, um, which we know exists. The arbitration process mm-hmm. has existed in the MLB for for a while, but then he starts getting into details, especially when the second tweet comes out from Adam McAlvey, where he asks kind of a little bit more depth and Burns says at the end of the rosiac video i can go into it more in depth if you guys want and we're going oh please don't please don't because it's probably going to be bad and then mccalvey's tweet comes out and it's worse and then yep. yeah it's, that's where the quote there's no denying that the relationship is definitely hurt from what transpired and i again i'm going oh god I, and i need a beer on it and yes it's so much worse than the original one and it like I've been saying this whole time, arbitration, the the whole process, being able to t- you know a team and a player being able to go to arbitration, like it's a process that exists. It's a process that you know it happens. There's multiple teams take players to arbitration every year. It happens, and yet the Brewers seem to be the team that keeps going about it the wrong way. They keep coming out on the other end looking like assholes, more so than any other team. Like, last year, I believe it was, the White Sox and Giolito, like, it got pretty heavily into the... uh, It was like 250K. Right. It was like a super tiny thing. But they settled before the hearing. Mm -hmm. That was a thing. They were squabbling over a little bit, but they figured it out. The Brewers not only haven't been able to figure it out but they end up going to war like literally going to war and i know that's part of what arbitration is about the hearings anyway but like they just do it so non-tactfully that the players end up pissed off coming out of it the hater we've talked about that multiple times about how Mm -hmm. the hater hater arbitration uh, process went and how that actually changed the way that he was willing to be used in games. Um, yeah. Suter, I believe both Suter and Hauser went. I don't think there was a whole bunch of, um, you know, animosity that came out of those, but now we've got Burns and yeah, you end up hearing at the end of the McKelvey tweet that he says they, they basically put it on him 
the reason or a big part of the reason that they didn't make the playoffs. And I think that was what made Brewers fans minds explode today. Like you got to be fucking kidding me. Exact. That that was my same reaction too. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Blaming this on Burns not making the playoffs. Never mind the whole you know trading the best reliever in baseball midseason for nothing in return for for a homer happy reliever and another guy that you DFA'd. Never mind the fact that the bullpen blew 16 saves in the final two months. Never mind the fact that the offense couldn't buy a clutch hit to save their lives. Ne- never mind all the issues with that team. Put the blame on Burns. Now, I will try to add, you know, not to take the Brewers' side here, but what I'm assuming happened is, you know, because this is an arbitration hearing for Burns. It's not an arbitration hearing for for the entire team, for the bullpen, for whatever else. So they're not going to talk about the bullpen struggles that led to them missing the postseason last year because it's an arbitration case for Burns' salary. Why talk about the bullpen? So they're going to talk about, you know, why Burns – you know, was was the reason why, you know, Burns, he didn't have the greatest second half an ERA of like four or something. You know, he wasn't as dominant. Um, but to frame that as well, I mean, they, they likely framed this as, OK, he is seeking the a, a record salary for a second time our eligible starting pitcher when we needed him down the stretch the most. He wasn't as dominant uh, as he's been in, as he's been before, so he's not deserving of that record salary because he wasn't as dominant as the guys who got that record salary when we when we needed him. Essentially, that's likely the argument that that the Brewers were making. Not the entire thing is Burns's fault, but when you're Burns and you're sitting there hearing that, and they're not talking about all the other issues mm-hmm. that, that are going on, because he knows. What, what went on with that team and why they missed the playoffs. He knows it wasn't on him. He knows it was on the hater trade. It was on the bullpen. It was on the offense. It was on all the other guys. Burns made every single start. All the other guys in that rotation were dealing with injuries. Burns was the only one who made every single start, led the league in starts, led the league in strikeouts, pitched 200 innings, finished seventh in Cy Young voting, and probably should have finished higher. He was doing all that. He was not the problem here. But... When he hears that argument and they're only talking about his contributions and why they didn't make the playoffs, it's going to sound like you're putting me to blame for missing the playoffs last year, which is bullshit. And everyone knows that. So that's the thing that's that's going to be coming across there. And the Brewers should know that. And they shouldn't have made that argument to begin with. They should just stick with the comparisons. You know, if you do that, which they likely did with guys like Suter and Hauser, where they didn't get that contentious, if you just stick with the comparisons and not make it something like that, it would have been much different. But the Brewers went scorched earth. They went all out to win this hearing and save themselves $740,000. They decided to, they didn't want to pull that punch. They, they threw it. They threw that punch saying why he was the why he was one of the reasons why we didn't make the playoffs last year. And it's a ridiculous argument to make. It's even more ridiculous to me that the arbitration panel bought it and sided with the Brewers. And it's it's damaged your relationship. If they had stuck with just the comparisons, being like, oh, he compares best to Shane Bieber and, and whatever other guys and deserves this salary instead of that salary, it 
it wouldn't be like this. Burns wouldn't ha- wouldn't feel that this uh, relationship was damaged like this, and he wouldn't feel so insulted. But also, if they just stuck to that, maybe they would have lost the maybe the Brewers would have lost the case. But is it worth throwing that punch just to win the case? I would argue no. The Brewers apparently felt comfortable doing it, and it's the absolute stupidest thing. That, that they could have done, throwing that punch. It's 100% the stupidest thing. Especially, like, was Corbin Burns full-on Corbin Burns level uh, in the second half of the season? Like you said, no. Corbin Burns still was, in by how Baseball Reference defines it, I believe first and second half, according to them, is just all-star break. Second half of the season, 5-4, and four, 3.97 ERA, uh, 1.053 whip. Those are still pretty freaking solid numbers, are they not? Also, they are. is does the baseball season last only from the All-Star game to the end of September? Is that the entire baseball season? Yeah. Does the first, does the half before the All-Star game not count? So everything he did there doesn't have to do with whether or not they made the playoffs like You've got to be kidding me, Corbin Burns. Uh, let me let me ask you a few questions here. Um, uh, what rotation member made the All Star game last year? Corbin Burns. Oh, okay. Uh, who led the NL in strikeouts last year? Corbin Burns. Oh, interesting. Uh, who finished seventh in the Cy Young voting? Corbin Burns. Oh, okay. Those all seem like some pretty damn good statistics. If you're who was the first to- guy to throw 200 innings for this team in the longest time? Corbin right. Burns. Like, it's a full season. Corbin Burns, any way you want to cut it, whether or not he, you know, had some bad games down the stretch, Corbin Burns was once again one of the most dominant pitchers in the entire league, which essentially makes it three years running, two and a half if you want to say 2020 was a partial year. Okay, fine. Three seasons running. It is one of the best pitchers in the entire league. And you're going to say that he deserves that 750000 ish less specifically for a second half where he still had a winning record and a sub-4 ERA. And let's let, let's look at the game logs here. Let, let's look at these starts. The games that they lost, you know, where, where Burns struggled here down the stretch. The Brewers lost, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. The Brewers lost six games in August and September that Corbin Burns started. Let's look at the total amount of run support that Corbin Burns received. Ah. Three runs against Pittsburgh. That was the day after the Josh Hader trade, mm-hmm. uh, where they lost lost to 5-3 there. Two runs against Cincinnati. One run of support against the Dodgers. One run of support. Two runs of support. Two runs of support. That was it. That that was his run support in those losses. Yeah. Like, putting the blame on him for those losses is ridiculous. The offense didn't do a damn thing for him. So how how can you put it on him? But oh, he had a he had a twelve and eight record, you know, had had what, four losses in that stretch? Like, ooh, you know, get gotta got gotta knock him down for that. You got you gotta be kidding me. And I mean, even in all these losses across the board, one run of support. I mean, 
July 6th against Chicago, the Brewers lost 2-1. Burns went seven shutout innings with 10 Ks. Brewers lost. You know, Brewers lost, what, 7 to nothing here against the Padres. You know, Burns didn't have his best game, but also offense didn't do crap. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he didn't get more than four runs of support in, in any of his losses. And the, and the only one that where he got four runs was opening day, where they lost 5-4, to four, and Burns only gave up three runs. Mm-hmm. And the bullpen blew the rest. Yeah. So it's fucking ridiculous to to put any sort of blame on Corbin Burns. And you know he may have played it up more than than what the Brewers actually did. But like that, like this is the thing when you're saying it to his face, you're not mm-hmm. talking about the other issues, and you're saying it to this arbitration panel that's deciding a salary. That's how he's going to hear it. And you need to know. Like, if you're the Brewers, you need to know that when you're saying that, that's how he's going to receive that information. You can't be like, oh, well, it's important none of us take this personally, and it, it, it's just business. It's No, it's not. I mean, you, you're, you're talking like you're you're talking about his livelihood, and you are putting the blame on him. To You are telling him you're putting blame on him for not making the playoffs last year when you know and everyone else knows He's not to blame at all for it, but you're going to to make that argument because you think it'll help you win an arbitration case. And they got rewarded for it by, by saving $740,000. I I just with the with the whole arbitration process, like every team has their way that they value what a player is worth during these arbitration mm-hmm. years. Um, and it's pretty similar from team to team, um, but it's a, also a little bit different. Um, I just I, I find it hard to believe that they could not have done this process through just pure data, mm-hmm. like it without having to bring, like you said, this like crazy notion that like. I, I just I, I find it hard to believe that one of their like data points is how a second half performance affected playoff positioning. Like really? That's what goes into your formula of what a guy's worth. I find that hard to believe. So it seems mm-hmm. like you were just stretching, just grasping at reasons to say this is why we don't, you know, we don't you don't deserve this amount of money. Like there could have been any number of other reasons. If they want to just throw numbers out, fine, like do it by the numbers and you're probably, and then it's not personal, right? Teams have been winning. Like as you've been watching these arbitration decisions come in, teams have been winning all across the league, except for Miami, basically (laughs) like players have constantly been losing these arbitration battles. And you have to imagine that with most of these teams, it's being done just based off of numbers because you're not hearing these stories about players coming out of it, like just completely pissed off because their team tried bringing up something personal. Like, and yet here's the Brewers. They just keep messing this up somehow. And they messed it up royally with Corbin Burns by bringing something up as ridiculous as a still good second half being a big part of the reason if you're going to point blame at any brewer for missing the playoffs because of their performance in the second half, you could probably point at every single other player before Corbin Burns. So to even 
have him shoulder some of that blame is ridiculous. Amen. Amen. Like, like, yeah, you could point to anybody else. You could point to Matt Arnold and and David Stearns and the Brewers front office for the, for the moves that they made as a reason why they didn't make it. And they've even acknowledged as such, but yeah, there's no reason bringing it. And the Brewers, like, like when they filed for arbitration, you know, the, the, the first thing that the Brewers said when they couldn't come to an agreement was it's important that neither side takes this personal. But the Brewers went and made it personal by bringing this up in, in the hearing. Burns didn't bring that up, but I, I'm assuming Burns did not bring up, well, these guys, you know, traded away, you know, my, my best friend on the team. And and these guys essentially sabotaged the roster uh, by, by making that hater trade. Uh, these guys didn't put together a good enough squad. I'm assuming he didn't go in there trying to roast the Brewers front office and, and blaming them for the shortfalls and, and blaming them for a whole bunch of stuff. He was simply looking at the comparisons and looking at the stats. He mm-hmm. didn't make it personal. The Brewers did when they brought that up and they brought that into the arguments. So well, whenever the Brewers are like, oh, it's important neither side takes this personal. It's all just part of the process, you know, comparing whatever. And it, it falls flat when, mm-hmm. when they bring this up. And, and it's ridiculous that they do so. And it just continues to happen. And and there is some sort of problem in, in the Brewers front office right now. I mean, we, like we have th- this is a trend. Like, like this isn't the first time this has happened. I mean, we had Josh Hader last season after getting traded calling out management for not seriously looking to win a World Series. We, we had Lorenzo Cain calling out management for for not respecting him as a veteran over several years. You know, some people were like, oh, you know, they kept him through, you know, 10 years of service time. That was respect enough. This is more than that with, with, with Lorenzo Cain. Like, this goes back years and years. This goes on well beyond 2022 and, and getting released and whatever else. So there are issues going back a couple of years. Then you got Hader calling him out. Eric Lauer called out the team last year for, for the Josh Hader trade. Now you got Burns calling him out. And this used to be an organization that seemed to value and respect its players. They had a fun, lively clubhouse. You know, 2017, 2018, those are some of the most fun teams to watch that you could ever imagine. The players loved being here. And they spoke around the league, and everyone else wanted to come to play. Yasmani Grandal came to Milwaukee because he heard of the fun culture that the Brewers had in their clubhouse. All of a sudden, it's gone. What happened? What what happened to this team? What happened to this organization where they went from, you know, they had a good grasp of not only the analytics, but also the human side of it, too, and, and trying to have fun and maintaining that side. They went from that to now completely forgetting the human element of the game, for completely forgetting that their players are human and how to manage them. And it's it's confusing how, how they just dropped the ball on that and how they just completely forgotten that. And the main the main reason that, that they had such a great clubhouse culture, Craig Council, he's going mm-hmm. into the year as a lame duck. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gotten a contract extension. And according to friend of the podcast, Adam McCalvey's beat report, He's not expecting a contract extension anytime soon. They may talk about it after the year. You know, they're not really looking to, to get into talks. Council doesn't seem eager to get into talks, and the Brewers are just kind of, you know, waiting it out, seeing what will happen. Who knows what will happen with Council if he'll even stick around. Maybe he doesn't want to stick around after seeing what's been going on, whether it's with the, the front office. I mean, last year, springing the hater trade on him. I mean, he couldn't have been happy about that at all. And then he ends up having to deal with, 
uh, the fallout from that with the clubhouse and the clubhouse being like, what the fuck is happening? And council has to go out there and he's going out there at the winter meetings and he's going out there on MLB network today and talking about, Oh, we got such a great team. I'm excited about what we got. We're going to try to win a lot of games. And whenever something crazy happens, council always gets put out there as in the line of fire. Matt Arnold released a statement through the PR team today, you know, it was like responding to Burns comments because they had to. And, Matt Arnold didn't go in front of the media and stand there for 20 minutes and answer questions. Craig Council had to go on on MLB Network and talk about the team. So Matt Arnold is hiding behind, you know, the, the, the PR team in a canned PR statement. And Craig Council is left to deal with the fallout of another poor decision by the front office. Yeah, that's, I, I, I have opinions on many of what you much of what you just said with the with the the statement this feels like one of the times i don't know what i wish they would have said instead but we know brewers front office ownership uh gm like whomever have always been really good at the non-answers when it comes Mm to any everything literally everything um uh Stearns could t- probably teach a college master class in it. Uh Adonazio did it great a- after the hater trade. Arnold has picked up on it quickly himself, like himself, not like actually answering questions. This feels like one of those times more than any other time where it would have been it would have felt nice to have just something a little bit more a little bit less robotic, let's say. Mm-hmm come out as some sort of a statement but that's what we get because that's what we always get um with the club in general it just feels like every year lately becomes more and more just business and it's not even just the players like the team in that sense like the way like like interacting with the fans a little bit even and like some of the like the fun things they used to do and the videos they used to put out on social media. And we've kind of talked about that a little bit before, but like, and then some the or fan appreciation or the um, anniversary or whatever it was last year where they did that. I think it was the, you know, the uh, fourth deck seats plus the $5 credit or whatever. Like, oh yeah. The, the uh, 100 million fan. That's thing. what it was. A $6 yeah, yeah. concession voucher. Right. Uh, like stuff like that, and like I'm gonna, I'm a, I will always be a Brewers fan. I'm always gonna follow this team. Like nothing's going to change that. But I, like I fully admit that like things have been a little more disappointing. I I I, I watch the team for the players much much more than I watch for you know the organization these days. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think there's still ways like if they do some maybe reflection that they can get past this, but it, it's just, it feels more and more and more just business-like, like every year that passes at this point. And then uh, to your point on council, I, before we even got to him, I was thinking about how bad I feel for him that he's all, they're always catching him. The media is always catching him and getting his response to some just, horrible or dumb move that the organization pulled off starting with the hater trade and then really going on since then and having to be like do it does his 
hand uh, hand through the hair. Look, blah 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 blah. Like he always starts. I love that he always starts that. In yeah, fact, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. it, it's tough. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like what can counsel say? Like like legitimately, like like there's he like he's been a player. He's been through this. He knows. He knows. He knows. Corbin's pissed, and he has every right to be. Um, and I'm sure privately, counsel told him, it's like, yeah, man, that, that's a bunch of bullshit. But, like, like, what can counsel say publicly? Like, yeah, it's bullshit that we beat him. He can't say that publicly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wh- wh- what does he do? You know, he, he's got to – he's still he's, – he's out there taking arrows for the organization, essentially, mm-hmm. for the poor decisions yeah. that they made, not, not, what, not what counsel made. You know, if counsel has to stand up there and be like, oh, I brought in, you know, the wrong bullpen pitcher or whatever, like, he'll take that. He's fine with it, you know, and, and he usually makes the right move there more often than not. But when he's got to take the arrows that are being slung for the front office, I'd imagine that gets tiring after a while. So I wouldn't blame him if he, if almost he wants to be out too. But, like, that says a lot about the organization if counsel, essentially the golden boy of, of the Brewers organization. I mean, Grew up going to games. His dad was employed by the team, played for the team for, the, for a number of years, was in the front office for a number of years, has been the manager, and has been a very successful manager for a while. If even he wants out, and right after Stern steps down, and now you got this going on with with Burns and what you had going on with Hader and previous players, what the hell's going on at One Brewer's Way? Right. What the hell's going on over there? With uh, I, a couple more points on counsel um he i i love that his response to it and like all the credit to him he he navigates these situations as well as he seems to but here here's his response um this is off of um sophia minnert's uh twitter uh corbin is too good to let it linger that's what great players do they deal with other stuff and then they know that they have to move to be good at what they're great at. They've got to move towards that, and that's what Corbin does. That's what he always does. We use disappointments as fuel. We all do that. I think athletes are really good at doing that. A uh, little bit about Patrick Mahomes, same concepts, but we're all looking for a few. Right? That entire statement was about his player. That's the mm-hmm. only thing he mentioned. He didn't try and play the both sides like, oh, you know, well, you know, I feel for Corbin Burns and he's got a point, but I also get that arbitration is a process. It's a business, blah, 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 blah. He didn't even mention the team. He was 100 percent Corbin Burns focused on that statement. And that is exactly what you want out of your manager. So props to him for I know that was a little bit diplomatic of a response because it has to be. You can't just, you know, again, like start trying to burn a bridge with the team that employs you. Um, but he he did that as well as he could while really keeping his focus on his player. And I know Burns has got to appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he seems to love counsel and like appreciate counsel. And I, you know what he was saying in his comments as well. It's like, you know, when Burns was talking to the media, I mean, he was also talking about, it's like, yeah, you know, we'll have to end up, you know, moving on, you know, here at camp and, you know, I was ready to go out there and take the ball every fifth day and, and play well for my teammates and the fans. You know, like, like he's like, yep. so like that's the thing. That. It's playing for playing for your teammates because he's not going to want to let his teammates down. Those are still his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, as a competitor, you don't want to let your teammates down. You still want to go out there and dominate. Um, and he loves the fans and the mm-hmm. fans love him. And, and the fans know that, that all this is bullshit. I mean, that 
Twitter today was absolutely insane <laughs> um, about this. I, I did, there were a couple people trying to you know defend the organization, but even then, like there weren't that many. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know got gotten to this point like he knows that the fans love him and appreciate him, and like all players like even over the past couple of years they speak glowingly of the fans. They they, they love the fans, um, and and they love their teammates. But yeah, the the view of the organization seems to have have dwindled. Um, I mean, this is the least excited I've seen people for pitchers and catchers report in a while. Like typically like pitchers and catchers report day, like everyone's like, Hey, here we go. The off season's over. We're excited. It's a new season. Show us videos of, of mitts popping and things like that. And it's not there. I, I didn't see it today. I, I didn't see it before, uh, Corbin Burns arrived and, and made his comments that, that set Twitter on fire. And I mean, certainly they didn't come after because I mean, Brewers Twitter tried to put out some like pictures and videos of like people there like, Oh, look at these guys. And I'm just like, dude, no one wants to hear this. I feel so bad for the Brewers social media people at this point, because their mentions are going to be lit up with it. And they're just going to try to do their typical spring training content. And no one is, is paying attention or caring because they're all too pissed at the organization for nickel and diming a Cy Young winning ace. And Essentially, burning a bridge. They, they, they have burned the bridge with Corbin. I mean, that's like whatever slim hope that there was that there could be a contract extension with Corbin Burns is out the window. It's oh, gone. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. The, the slim hope that I was grasping onto for dear life that the Brewers would extend him is gone. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's over. You know, we've we've said it before numerous times. Extend Corbin Burns. It's a smart idea. That ain't happening. It's too late during this whole process. And that was another thing from Burns' comments. The Brewers made no effort to avoid a hearing. Nope. From, from Burns' perspective. They made no effort to avoid it. They got to the they got to the file date, pretty much cut it off. A day or two before the hearing, they tried to come to him with like a, a two-year deal, um, which was like one year with a, a club or mutual option for next year to avoid arbitration then. That Burns termed as pretty poor yep uh so very you know cheap undervalue insulting frankly offer um for for two years not even looking to extend him long term and and if they're at that point they're not even trying uh a multi-year long-term deal buying out free agency it's it's over if they're not trying now they're never going to and the fact that they pulled that argument in the hearing means they don't care if he doesn't sign an extension, they're not looking to sign him to one and they will burn the bridge and they will scorch the earth to make sure that he doesn't. And that is just absolutely fucking sickening considering everything that Corbin Burns has done for this organization, considering how they have drafted and developed him. And he, and they st- like, like they had him up there in 2018 and he was such a big part of that team. And then 2019 he struggles and they give him basically every resource to, to get himself through it. And he comes back and he dominates and he essentially willed that 2021 team to the playoffs, mm-hmm. but, but I'm winning the Cy Young, just pure dominance and to reward him with that, just personal attacks and insults at an arbitration hearing all to save $740,000 and to just burn the bridge. I mean, I'd be so pissed if I was Burns. I'm pissed right now and I'm me like (laughs) it's just absolutely fucking shameful 
that the Brewers have chosen this route. And it, it's, it's so hard to be a fan of this team sometimes. Yeah. Again, again that's why I said, like, it's it, – I love the players on this team. And so, like, it's it's easy for me to be a fan of those players. And that's, that's kind of where almost my headspace is a little bit more these days. To your point about Brewers' social media – that possibly the best example of quote unquote trying to tweet through it was the Brewers social media today <laughs> because they're like guys this sucks we, we are the dog in the burning house right now Brewers Twitter is but well, we got a job to do everyone let's let, let's keep at it yeah hey guys uh, William Contreras is here how about that he's uh he's, he's there okay. <laughs> Pay Corbin. We'll care later, but today we don't care. Yeah. With Craig Council, so with yeah, you'd you say Corbin Burns, you're 100 percent right. Like there's there's less there's a negative chance that Corbin Burns signs an extension with the Brewers at this point. But going back to Council, even the more we talk about it, the more I almost wonder if he's waiting to see what happens this year uh, mm-hmm. and possibly a little bit into the off season with players like Burns, like Woodruff, like Adamas. Do they try and move any of them at the trade deadline again? Do they try and move any of them during the off season? Do they try and extend any of the other two? Um, or are they going to try and ride it out for one final big year in 2024 and let them hit free agency. I can't imagine the way they've been operating to this point that they would do that now, considering, again, like it's a business. Is there a chance that Craig Council is trying to see what happens and figure out whether he's going to have to be a part of a rebuild? Mm -hmm. Like, his contract is basically coming right to the same point of the Brewers possibly doing that. And so maybe, maybe maybe it's a little bit on him that he they haven't really gone into uh, extension discussions because he wants to see what's going to happen. And if that's the case, I'm not going to lie. I don't know that I blame him. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd blame him either. I mean, he, he may be seeing what's going on, seeing the trade of Josh Hader. And I'm assuming it, it was poorly communicated to him. I mean, he didn't really know what, what was going on there because if they, we talked about this before, if they asked him about trading, trading Hader mid season, he, pretty much most likely would have said, absolutely not. Yeah. Don't do that. You'll destroy the team. And they either A, didn't ask him, or B, did ask him and didn't listen to him and did it anyways, mm-hmm. which also has to piss him off. Yeah. So he may be looking at this like, look, they're probably going to be trading these guys down the line here. Um, and at this point, we're probably looking at a Corbin Burns trade next offseason. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what we're probably looking at. Um, he is unhappy um, the, the Brewers don't seem interested in extending him and they already did this with Hader to trade him away before, you know, free agency, before they let him walk for nothing to get something for him. Very likely that they could do that again next off season. They can't try it mid season again because they will get absolutely destroyed yeah. trying mid season, especially if they're in contention. If, if they fall completely out of contention with, which I think is unlikely, right. then I could see it happening, but I think they're going to be in contention and you can't, trade a Cy Young winning ace midseason when you're a first place or second place team that's still in the hunt for the playoffs. So 
I don't think they can try that again. No. So you're looking at next offseason. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, Matt, you also have Brandon Woodruff and Willie Adamas. What do they do with them? Those are two other extension candidates, and those are two other guys that are also free agents at the same time. Yeah. They're also free agents after 2024. <clears throat> so what do they do then? Are they going to have the same? It, it doesn't seem as contentious with either of those guys, but Willie Adamas has said he wants an extension. He wants to stay in Milwaukee. He loves it here. He wants to stay here. He said that publicly multiple times. Mm-hmm. The Brewers seem to have shown no interest in doing so. They, they haven't been talking to him over, over the course of the offseason about an extension. They, it doesn't seem like they're trying to keep him around. Adamas has the same agency as Burns. And that like this whole spat with Burns could damage that agency's relationship with the brewer. And a lot of Brewers players have mm-hmm. CAA. They, they have the same agency. So that could damage their chances with Adamas uh, to extend him. And, you know, then you got Woodruff. What, what could happen there? So if they can't sign them, are they going to let them walk or are they going to trade them? Well, it, it looks like they're going to trade Burns at this point, but you can't trade all three. You can't trade all three in one off season because as we said, you can't do it mid season when you're in contention, you can't trade star players like that anymore. They, they already tried it. They, it, it didn't work and it, it was a horrible strategy and a horrible idea. So the mid seasons are out barring a fallout of contention. So you're looking at next off season with three guys with one year left that you're looking to trade. If you trade all three, you are going to have, first of all, a mutiny in the fan base. Second of all, like no one is going to buy your, oh, we're just trying to get as many bites at the apple. <laughs> we're still going to contend. We're like, this isn't a rebuild. Nobody's going to buy that. If you trade all three, you are rebuilding. Straight mm-hmm. up, point blank, period. That, that's it. End of story. So you can't do it. They can't do it without admitting that's what's happening. And they're not going to. They've said publicly multiple times, we are doing this to stave off a rebuild. But if you mm-hmm. trade all three, yep. it's a rebuild. So you can trade one, probably. Are you taking the other two to free agency then and letting them walk? I mean, maybe they could sign one of them. Maybe they could sign Woodruff or something. But you're letting at least one of these guys walk in free agency. Mm-hmm. Because there's no other way around it. It, it, you know, and if they get to free agency, you know, you know, then you could be like, okay, well, you know, we just, you know, too much money on the market from bigger market teams. We couldn't uh, keep up with that price. We couldn't afford them. Wish them the best of luck. We tried as best we could. You can make that argument with Adamas and well, not with Adamas yet because they haven't seemed to have tried, but yeah. you could make that argument you know, if, if you let them walk in free agency that we did the best we could, but, you know, someone else offered way, way much more. Um, but with Burns, that's out the window. Mm-hmm. There's there will be some combination of trading free agency uh, extensions, whatever that happens with these three players, it, especially because we basically already know that only two of those three possibilities are happening with Burns, that Brewers fans will be some level of unhappy with the total result of what happens to those three players. And looking at how they've messed up 
certain situations along the way here, Kane, Hayter, Burns, etc. Um, something's probably going to go wrong here at some points, and Brewers fans are going to be upset. Regardless of what happens with those three, if Council ends up leaving, I feel like that's actually the biggest sign of the Brewers fumbling the bag with mm-hmm. anything that's happening these years. Council being your team's manager is the easiest thing to get to have happen. He wants to be here. As soon as he retired, he was here. They made him manager right away. He is a Wisconsin guy. He is beloved by the fan base. He is Craig freaking Council. If what you end up doing over these next couple years, really next basically 365 days, ends up with him not staying in Wisconsin, that's the biggest sign that you've gone to essentially incompetence. Like Craig Council. If he he ends up staying, at least you have salvaged some semblance of, like, competence, again. Like, because you've, you've gotten him to get to stay. Because it shouldn't be that hard to keep him in. To keep him in the organization as a manager. If he's gone, like... What what the hell is there left at that point? Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the the whole thing that that built this this contending window, David Stearns and Craig Council. That that was that was the core that led this group. <clears throat> Stearns is already you know one foot out the door. Um, he's he's gone to he stepped down and now he's in a, a advisory role. Um, but I mean, we all know he's not coming back. I mean, when his contract is up, he's gone. He's he's going someplace else. And, you know, Council's contract contract is up after this year as well. If he's gone and, and both those guys leave the organization, yeah, what is there left? And then, you know, Burns is leaving. You know, Adamas and Woodruff are likely leaving in short order. What do you got? What, what, what do you got that's keeping people around? What do you got that's keeping people excited? You know, yeah. like, like we were saying, where's the excitement for spring training here? Mm-hmm. Pitchers and catchers reported this should be a day of celebration. The offseason is over. But there's none of that. Yeah. There's there's no celebrating uh, about players showing up to camp and, and, and excitement for the team for a new season. I mean, the, like that's a major sign of fumbling the bag as well. Because, I mean, there there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this team. I mean, you got William Contreras coming in. You got, mm-hmm. you know, a Cy Young winner. You got one of the best rotations in all of baseball. You have one of the best closers in baseball in Devin Williams. You've got Jesse Winker comeback season. Yeah. You've got Winker comeback season. You got one of the best shortstops in all of baseball in Willie Adamas. Like you've got good that you've got, a, you know, Garrett Mitchell and Bryce Terang and Sal Freelich and all these guys coming up. And you've got no excitement for this team. I mean, they have seriously fumbled the bag really ever since the Josh Hader trade. I mean, ever since then, the negativity has just been insane. And it it only continues to get worse. I wasn't even that negative. I mean, after the Hader trade, I mean, everything was bad. But, I mean, I was getting excited coming coming into camp here a little bit. And now it's... It's it, it's gone. Where 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 is it? Right. 
I oh, if if they hadn't messed up this whole Burns arbitration thing, I think it would have come relatively quickly. Because even though there was all that talk during the offseason about uh, the Brewers haven't signed free agent yet, you know, until they finally end up going and getting Wade Miley. Like, it, technically, they had gotten Blake Perkins, but I think they you, everyone was that, still That's rounding. what they used their Corbin Burns savings on. Yeah, exactly. They, they were still, everyone, all the sites were still rounding that down to zero in terms of dollars spent. But, like, the, but, the, but the Brewers still end up, they end up going and, you know, trading for Jesse Winker. Oh, and then they make that big trade for um, William Contreras. Like, okay, we've got some players to be excited about. Um, it, it's, we've got most, they, we've signed all of our, uh, arbitration eligible guys, except Burns. Okay. It's stupid, but arbitration is a process that exists. Fine. If we would have gotten to today and we learned that the Brewers won the arbitration case, fine. If we would have gotten to today and Burns said, well, yep, it was my first, year in arbitration and it's unfortunate how it worked out but it's business and uh i'm just here to get back to work i think brewers fans would have taken a day or two been still annoyed by the fact that corbin burns deserves that money but would have been like all right but you know what baseball's here pitchers and catchers have reported let's get into the spring but now there's this huge cloud hanging over that has built from the cloud that's been there and I don't know at what point, like like you said, that we're going to actually build up this excitement that should naturally be here. This is my favorite freaking week of the year. The Super Bowl happens. That's cool. March Madness is right around the corner. And uh, pitchers and catchers report. Like, uh, it's snowing outside, but it's all signs of, like, just such an amazing time for sports. And... Like it's it's hard, yeah. It's it it's it's just depressing right now, kind of thinking about the Brewers a little bit. And I'm sure that'll pass too at some point as we start getting deeper into the spring and talking more about the players and seeing them actually on the field. Like we'll get to that point. But like you said, it should be here now. We should be just like arms up in the air, like baseball. It's here. It's back. Let's yeah. do this, Brewers. Like and it just and yeah. It, today was a huge fucking bummer is so so big of a bummer yeah and and to your point too about you know if if it had just been you know a, a little differently with the burns arbitration hearing if burns had won his arbitration hearing then this whole thing would be different as well oh yeah because it'd yeah. be like okay great good burns deserved to win he deserved to get that money the burns would come in he'd be all happy being like yeah you know they tried their best or whatever but i ended up winning the arbitration hearing because i'm pretty damn awesome and, you know, everyone would go on their way. And, like, we'd still be annoyed for a little bit that they took him to an arbitration hearing. But, hey, he won. We got the right outcome at least. But, no, they went scorched earth to win it. And, you know, now they've, they've damaged their relationship with their Cy Young winning ace. The first Cy Young winner they've had in 40 years. And it's just, it, it boggles the mind that, that they actually went to those lengths to do it. And with all of that news happening, um, there was even more news. There was even more bad news. Could you believe it? I mean, I almost didn't want to say could this day get any worse because, you know, that then it probably would have. Yeah. But on top of Corbin Burns 
getting railroaded for $740,000. We find out that Aaron Ashby is going to be out for several months with his shoulder fatigue uh, issue. He's going to uh, be shut down for a while. There's more like inflammation in there, so they're not letting him throw at all. And he's not only going to miss opening day, Ashby is going to miss several months. Yeah, two months, I think they said. Was was that what it is? And that's At least. At least two months. Okay, that's how they worded it. Um, uh, and yeah, a couple of months. Okay. It, Aaron Ashby, yeah, we I, I think we talked about this on our last one. I think it had popped up at that point. But, um, yeah, shoulder fatigue that was kind of related to the same issues before. Um, popped up as he was trying to ramp up for the spring, and now it's just bad enough where he's going to have to miss two whole months for it. That sucks because, like, he, you know, he just got that extension. Oh, yeah, because I was joking about it, how everyone who gets an extension, apparently something ends up happening to him uh, and getting injured. Um, he was, it, he, it was going to be tough for him to get a rotation spot right off the bat um, because of how you know, uh, many arms the guy the Brewers have for the rotation as it is, plus they bring in Wade Miley. Uh, but he was going to play that really important swingman role, potentially be a sixth starter. Personally, I would have had him as that sixth starter over Adrian Hauser when it comes to it. Um, and that has to do as much with, I think, Adrian Hauser as a, can play really well as a bullpen arm. Um, and now we don't get that at all in that's like that ends up stunting his development a little bit. Um, I have to imagine when he does come back that he's going to need to build up. They're not, you know, they're going to have to put him into kind of some specific spots to make sure he's back and good. But we just went through all of this last year with the starters or close to starters with the Brewers and all of them getting hurt. And now we're dealing with it already with one. Freddie Peralta supposedly is healthy. Uh, they held him out of the WBC just in case, but supposedly he's healthy. Um, but I, I really want to see it on a mound just to be certain. Um, oh, to already be starting with this sucks. It really sucks. And it's not even to the point of, like, they can't put him on the 60-day IL right away because... Like, I mean, they literally can, but if you do that, that clock doesn't actually start until opening day. And so then you would have to be out for all of the month of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they decide that that's actually going to be the case, and then you get an extra roster spot. Um, but I guess we'll find out in the coming days. Uh, no, I mean, they, ne- they never freaking put Trevor Rosenthal on the 60-day IL last year, <laughs> which is still ridiculous to me. How they never did that. Even after they knew he was out for the season, never did it. Yeah. Ridiculous. No. But yeah, so it was just more bad news piled up, you know, on top of the the big bad news of Corbin Burns hating the Brewers um, and, and just that damage being done. And, and and now we're at this point where Burns doesn't want to be here. And I mean, th- like this is going to spread throughout the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, like Burns is going to be talking to all those guys about everything he heard in that hearing and, and what they view about them and uh, things like that. And I mean, you know, he's, you know, talking to Hater about the whole thing because Hater went through the process. You know, he's talking to all the other guys like it is bad. There, There is nothing good that possibly could come of all this. 
Absolutely nothing. And we knew it at the time. We knew it when they filed and, and, and they were likely going to a hearing that there was nothing good that could come of this. Mm-hmm. We warned them that there was nothing good that could come of this. And they didn't listen. They did it anyways. And now here they are with a disgruntled ace, a disgruntled fan base, and no one excited about the team. And and now you're going to have a disgruntled clubhouse. You appear to have a disgruntled manager who doesn't want to sign an extension just yet. Like No manager wants to go into a season as a lame duck with one year left on his contract. They prefer multiple years. They like that confidence. But council doesn't want to go into the season with more than one year on his deal. He wants the ability to just kind of opt out potentially just, just kind of step back and be like, Oh, my contract expired. I can explore my options. That's like, like that's not good. The players, the manager and the fans all are unhappy right now. Yeah. And, and the like Brewers the, are acting like everything's fine. Right. No, well, they're trying. <laughs> the social media team sure is. Um, I there's going to be two two people who um, it's going to be a hell of a task for them to try and uh, keep things going. One of those is obviously Craig Council. Um, he he got his first taste of it trying to keep everything afloat uh, after that Josh Hader trade. Now he at least gets a spring to kind of um, try and figure out how to navigate it, but. You know, keeping that clubhouse going, like you said, like it's it's going to potentially spread. It's going to be up to Craig Council to keep it from doing so and really keep that team together, keep them looking forward towards that goal of the postseason and possibly beyond. Um, and just, yeah, having that team gel. And if there's anyone who can do it, it's absolutely Craig Council, one of the best managers in the league. If he gets this team to the postseason, considering the way that started, and he doesn't fucking win manager of the year for the first time, which is ridiculous, I like I, I don't know what else we'll have to do. I'm gonna throw some hands. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. We'll throw some hands, goddammit. Um but also our boy Adam McKelvey. Now it's not his job to like keep everyone optimistic. It's his mm-hmm. job to report things as they come. He doesn't work for the Brewers. He, you know, from Lee.com, he, he does what he's got to do. But if, if he wants to get people excited for the season, he, he's got, he's got his work cut out for him. I, yeah. we're, we're pulling for you, Adam. Yeah. Also the Brewers social media team, they have their work cut out for them as well. <laughs> they, this year really it do. is, it may be rough uh, for them. Maybe, maybe don't read the notifications. Uh, yeah. that, that much, especially today. Um, th- those were those were rough. Um, yeah. So that is that is the state of the Brewers right now. Pitchers and catchers have reported, and all we could really talk about was Corbin Burns and how the Brewers completely disrespected him uh, in arbitration, and the ship has completely sailed on an extension. The dream is dead. I was holding on to it probably longer than most, uh, but I mean, if you're still holding on after today. You're likely jumping ship. Uh, it's it's gone. It, it's not happening. He's not sticking around. Um, not unless there's a serious change in the front office and some serious apologies, but unlikely to happen. So this is where we're headed. We are headed to watching our star players leave 
And we're going to be depending on a new group of star players to come up. We're going to be depending on Garrett Mitchell and Sal Freelich and Joey Weimer and Bryce Terang and Jackson Churio. Jackson Churio is really carrying the hopes of the future now. Mm-hmm. If they don't extend, I, I'll just say this right now. If they don't extend Burns, Woodruff, or Adamas, if they don't extend any of them, they better extend Jackson Churio. If he comes up and lives up to the hype, they better be saving this money to pay him long term. The Mariners were able to do it with um, Julio Rodriguez. The Braves did it with Ronald Acuna. The Padres did it with Fernando Tatis, for better or for worse. Um, but all these young studs that come up, they have signed them to long term deals pretty much right away. And if Jackson Churio lives up to the hype that he has of those guys, Ronald Acuna and, and Tatis and Vladdy and um, Rodriguez, the Brewers better do the same. They, they, they better do the same. Because same. if they don't, Churio is going to become too expensive. They're going to do the same thing five years down the line. So like, how can you even get yourself excited for, for that, for a guy like Churio, when you know – you know, a year before he's slated to reach free agency, they're just going to trade him. Sign him to a contract now. I don't even care. <laughs> just <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> Literally. I don't know if I want to go the John Singleton route because, I mean, that's that kind of backfired uh, on him. But, uh, or, well, at least on the Astros. It, it went just well for, yeah, <laughs> for John Singleton for a while. Right. Um, but, you know, he got himself a nice uh, $10 million for not much of anything. Uh, but, yeah, that's... That's what you better be saving it for. If you don't get Burns, Woodruff, or Adamas, you better be saving it for Churio, provided he lives up to the hype, knock on wood. Yeah. But that's that's where we're at. That, that, that's what we have to look forward to now. Because this core, soon enough, we all know, they're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, hopefully next week we have some better news to talk about hopefully next um, week i have something stronger than beer yeah well i have something stronger than beer right now and it's uh actually empty it was oh, a delight no. to refill yeah we will go uh refill ours and after listening to this podcast you may want to refill uh yourself that'll do it for us this week on this depressing episode of the cold brew podcast uh we'll be back next time yeah hopefully with some more positive news uh, as spring training unfolds, uh, we are nine days away from the first Cactus League game. So, hey, it's uh, it's coming up fast. Hopefully, we'll be able to get excited for it. Um, also, be sure to check out ReviewingTheBrew.com. As always, lots of great coverage there uh, on Corbin Burns uh, or whatever else is uh, going on as well. Matt has his Matt has his top 25 Brewers prospects list up. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to talk about it today. No, we'll we'll push Corbin that. Burns stealing the show. Yeah, we'll push that to next week. It was a Corbin's Burns day. We knew that coming in. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll see you next time for another episode. Hopefully a happier, happier one of the Cold Brew Podcast.